listeners, and welcome aboard Costume Station Zero. I'm your host, Bob Mitch, and I'm here with uh, the very own 1989 Joker, Mr. Carlos Velarde. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Uh, so, uh, I always start at the beginning. What attracted you to cosplay? What was your first cosplay? Uh, actually, the first time I found out what cosplay was, I went with a friend to San Diego Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to go because I've always been into comics and all that stuff, and then... Uh, when I went to San Diego Comic-Con, I saw these people dressing up. I was like, holy crap, this is really cool. People are dressing up as their favorite characters. And then finding out that um, that the next co- uh, con that was coming out was going to be um, before Stanley's Kamikaze. It was just Kamikaze. So I went to that one and dressed up like the Ledger Joker. Mm-hmm. That was one of my first ones that I ever did. And then uh, just kept the, going to different cons that kept popping up and started going from there. And then um, I got into special effects makeup. And uh, and I learned how to make prosthetics and and I always saw nobody's ever really done the Jack Nicholson Joker. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to tackle this and and see where it goes and and got a great response. And I just kept doing it after that. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I as soon as I saw it, I had the same time. Like nobody ever does the Nicholson Joker, which is weird. Very Um, rare. I think it's probably just because of the whole prosthetics thing. Maybe mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Or maybe it was just something that people remembered but then forgot about it mm-hmm. and then it just started coming back it's like because ever since um i started uh, cosplaying that i started seeing a lot more people like start coming up to me it's like oh i've always wanted to cosplay this i just didn't know how to go about it and then i started seeing people uh almost kind of like i guess you could say break out of the shower and started attempting to do it and they asked me for questions and, and i'll give them as much as i can to to help them out mm-hmm. like finding certain patterns or for finding things here and there that they might need to complete their costume Awesome. Well, I, you know, let's just let's just dive into the Nicholson Joker because I've seen you do yeah. kind of like the standard version, and I've seen you do like the the dinner with Vicky Vale with the painter right. version. Um, and you usually always have uh, an awesome either Batman or like goon with the boombox with you, which right. is even great. So uh, let's start with the costume. How how did you put it together? Well, um, I don't know how to sew. So um, basically, the the first thing is to find somebody that could customize. Well. I tried actually finding something if, if I could find the actual tail coat and that was already purple and that was a mission in itself. I couldn't find anywhere that really sold one mm-hmm. or or anything in that color. So I was like, well, maybe what I could do is just buy a white tail coat and dye a purple. But the problem was a lot of a lot of those tail coats were either polyester or um, has some type of uh, fabric that won't really dye well or has to be really like professionally dyed. Yeah. So um, didn't want to risk it, so I ended up not buying the tailcoat and just ended up finding somewhere that did have a purple tailcoat and they were going to charge me just as much to make a custom one and even take even longer. So I was like, you know what? I found these guys that are custom that, that would make it to my specs. I could just come back and forth. It's nothing like overseas. I could, it's, it's easier for me to get there. So if there's any problems, I'm right there. So mm-hmm. I decided to go with these one tailors in, in LA and so, um, uh, they, I just basically had to buy all the material. I showed them reference picks and that was basically it right there from the costume starting. Just, they made the tailcoat. They, I bought the, um, the, the special print for the, the, the pants cause the print, the pants are totally off the wall. You know, you can't yeah. really find that anywhere. Oh, yeah. the, those specialist colors. So mm-hmm. luckily I found those, those print and on online. So they actually made the, um, the pants for me also and the vest. Um, I found the shirt um, somewhere in downtown LA, and uh, and later on um, the hat too. They I, I I bought a black hat, and they they actually 
put some fabric around it to match the same color as my tail coat. Was that from the same bolt or they had some other fabric that was similar? No, I actually found the, the, the same fabric that I used for my um, tail coat and mm-hmm. they just they just basically sewed it onto the hat. Nice, nice. So uh, for anyone looking to to put together their own uh, 89 Joker, do you, is there a, like a website or a contact info for these people? Well, um, basically the the one thing that you could you can find online will just be the print for the um the pants. Yeah, and I found that on Spoonflower. I okay. believe this was the what the 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 name of the place is, and everything else I pieced together or um I had I just found references either like on online of pictures of the of the, of the costume, and I actually went to the Warner Brothers uh, backlots mm-hmm. to the the tour, mm-hmm. and they had the actual costume on displayed so i took pictures and did as much as i could with the with my camera and got really close up as i can before they kicked me out <laughs> yeah sure sure um but I, I was actually referring to the the tailors that you use it are they do they have yeah. any um well they it was a tailor in in, in the in the garment district area mm-hmm. i believe they moved now so i don't know exactly where where they're at it's mm-hmm. been a while since i had their um their services since it's been about maybe what two three years mm-hmm. so i've done it so uh, i know they did move okay all right um well uh i uh, i can say that you know because i do the Caesar romero joker and yeah. um i was uh i put mine together from about two or three different sources but i would probably say that uh if someone were asking me beyond what you did because you do definitely have to nail the fabric it's such a weird shade right. of purple uh, but once you're there, once you find a fabric you like, then um, I would personally either go, I have a local tailor I deal with, but also uh, overseas, there's a, a couple. My favorite is probably Baron Boutique because they're okay. pretty well priced. They do a very good job and they can usually turn you around within two, three weeks tops. Oh, so, nice. Um, that, they did my actual Joker coat and I thought they did a very fine job. But yeah, I had to send them all the fabric and finding that shade of, I don't know what you want to call it, violet yeah. purple was a big pain. It's- yeah, it's a very hot pink purple almost. Yeah, yeah. But yet you can't go too hot pink or no. it's not going to look right in photos. So Exactly. Yeah, and I'm sure with you I was I was just sitting there going like, man, purples. I not a fan of finding purples. No, um, yeah. I got I got lucky at the place where I found my fabric is called uh Black and Sons in Oh in yeah. Downtown LA. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great place. So, yeah, so that's where I found that fabric and mm. and that was like probably the best purple fabric I found, so I was like, you know, Go with that one. It's not exactly to Jack's, but um, it it's dang pretty damn close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think people should be running up to you with a photo going, "Oh, you're two shades off." Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. So when you had the print, uh, the pants printed at Spoonflower, what uh, type of fabric did you choose for for that? Because it seems like they have to be kind of baggy and flowy. Yeah that that was the one part that um at first it was it was different because the first pants that I had were totally off, even the colors. So um, I went with some of the um, – at first it was like this almost like a jean material, which mm-hmm. was really, really stiff and mm-hmm. I didn't like. So um, I, they actually have these things called like the little samples. Yeah. So um, I ended up just like just reading into all the different like descriptions about it and t- they're talking about like this one was stretchy this way and that way. And I was like, well, you know what? Let me give that one a try. And I think I did three different types until I found the one that I really liked of the sample and I went with that one. Uh, and let, let's talk accessories. What about the necktie? Oh, that one, actually, I found... Um, that one I got made from the same tailors, but the place that I found it was... Um, it's another place downtown. 
geez, it starts with an M. It's a really big place that's there. I think a lot of cosplayers go there to go oh, uh, get there. Michael Levine's. Yes, that's mm-hmm. the one. Yes. So I, I was scrounging around and I found that one necktie and I was like, oh, you know what? This is pretty close. Like, again, that one from the actual movie, I don't, I don't even know how he could probably find something to that accurately or if anybody can. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if he can make a custom uh, type of fabric for that. But mm-hmm. if I can, that'd be great. I'll, I'll totally, I tried to get as movie accurate as possible, but um, that was pretty close or at least good enough for me to use for right now. Sure. No, the read's great. Uh, so uh, what does Jack wear for footwear? I actually never really looked at his feet. Are they simple black shoes or what? No, actually, they're um, in the movie. They're almost kind of like an Italian style boot. Mm-hmm. They're like they go kind of like halfway by to like the ankle, mm-hmm. and they're um, it's the type two different types of shades of purple, like a, a lavender and a dark purple. Mm-hmm. And um, but what I have is uh, it's a similar type of thing, but it's not a, an actual boot. It's just an actual shoe, and it's a lavender also with the purple, and it's really comfortable. Hmm. The, one, the ones that I found were through this company called uh, Magnoli Clothing. Oh, yeah. Clothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those ones and those things were like almost like 800 bucks, I think. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to spend 900 bucks on some shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll just go with the next best thing. And I thought those ones are doing pretty good for right now. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. That's cool. Yeah, uh, no, again, footwear with the Joker. Um, never, never easy. No. <laughs> uh, so... Let's well hang on a second before we get into the makeup. So the the variant yeah. where the, he's you know having dinner with Vicky Vale, he's got that like painter's like chef hat, hat yeah. on. Yeah, where would you find that? Actually, I got that. Um, it was that was actually the first hat I ever got because that was my first time ever attempting the Joker. Was that scene with the whole running running face scene? Mm-hmm. And my sister, um, uh, her and I were really close, so um, I was telling her, hey, I want to tackle this this cosplay. And she thought it was really cool, and so she ended up buying that hat for me for a Christmas present. Oh, nice! So that, and so that basically got me more motivated. Okay, let me get this started. Mm-hmm. So that that just basically just made the ball roll. Are you? I is. Uh, do you consider the Keaton Nicholson Batman like your Batman? By the way, or no? Uh yeah, because I was actually um, in the, I saw it in the theater when I was little. I was about seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe almost turning eight when I when it came out. Um, but I saw it in the theater, and I just when I think I fell in love with the whole thing with Batman. And so then my dad started showing me more like the '66 Batman, and that's when I started loving the '66 versions too. And then the animated series came out after that. You know, same thing with Batman Returns. So I just every time a Batman movie came out in theater, I was there, and I just became a huge fan of Batman. Yeah, no, as as you do. I uh, I remember the hype for that 89 Batman. It was everywhere. Uh, yeah, so I remember it was just really hard to get tickets to that, that movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we got lucky and, and got a chance to see it. Yeah, I uh, I remember seeing the Midnight Showing uh, the Thursday before. That was like a big deal then. I don't think I had ever heard right. of a movie having a midnight pre-screening before. And uh, yeah, I remember buying tickets and I was there with like my friends and my brother. And uh, it, was, it was a really big deal. Um, really, really huge deal. And I was a little bit older than you. I think I was like 12 when it came out. Okay. And uh, yeah. And I remember uh, being excited because, I mean, I, I love the Superman movies, but yep. it's like I felt like, oh, I'm actually here at the start of this. It's not like I'm having to catch it a little after the fact, so to speak. Right. Yeah. And uh, I, I like the first two films, but yeah, those those last two films aren't quite as good. As, uh, yeah. Yeah. They get oh, a the, little, sh- the Schumacher. The, the Schumacher. The Schumacher. Area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Schumacher. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, that was that was very. Uh, I don't have to say like toy driven, like whatever. Yeah, it just was very for the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good except, way to put it. <laughs> except for the bad nipples, that's kind of weird. Yeah, that is kind of weird. <laughs> uh, and I, I know that when it came back with Christian Bale, I remember in 08 what uh, you know the Dark Knight was probably as big of a deal, if not bigger than the 89 Batman. And that's when I yeah. remember at Comic-Con and WonderCon, I was seeing all these Heath Ledger Jokers. I mean, you could throw a coin oh, yeah. and, you know, hit 20 of them. Uh, so that that was like the rise of the Heath Ledger. So I'm, I'm really glad to see the the classics come back. I think that's part of the reason why I did Caesar is because I just don't see Caesar done really that much. Yeah, you don't you don't hardly see the Caesar and and the Jack. But you're starting to see a, a less of the, the Ledger now and more yeah. of the whole... Um, Leto one. Leto, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I, I haven't, I, you know, I still haven't seen Suicide Squad. Nah. You know? uh, I've heard it's, <laughs> yeah, I've heard it's not all that, so. Yeah, uh, to, to me, he, yeah, well, in my own opinion, he did, he wasn't a Joker to me at all. Yeah? He yeah, he just, mm, his, even to his laugh, felt, felt more like Penguin's laugh to me. I'll have to wait and see it. I know there's a lot of love for the Harlequin in that. There's a lot of girls doing that Harlequin, but oh yeah, I think it's just because it's kind of almost a simple yeah. thing to do compared to like some of the other stuff that Harley Quinn has done. You know, with the whole one piece suits and stuff like that. Right. True. But um, okay, so let's let's dive into makeup. How do you approach the Jack yeah. Nicholson makeup? Well, um, what I had to do first is actually get a life cast of my own face. So um, I had my sister help me on that one because I can't life cast my own face. So um, what we did is one time, um, from what I read, also with Jack Nicholson had a life cast of him smiling really big. Mm-hmm. And I watched a lot of the documentary stuff too. So they talked about that, um, about him doing a life cast with him smiling. So I was like, you know what? I need a life cast of myself smiling because I have another one of myself that's not smiling, just mm-hmm. neutral face. Mm-hmm. So um, I recruited my sister to help me out because she also... Um, was learning special effects makeup so she had an idea what to do so we uh we alternated my face we life cast it and everything like that and i got my 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 smiling face and i just started sculpting um the prosthetic cheek the cheeks and the chin portions of it and uh and just i started evolving from there like started learning more more little things here and there what they did in the movie and started I have my, my friend, um, Sean Reeves. He does a lot of the cool cowls, stuff like that from Reeves effects. Mm-hmm. So he has a lot of cool, like reference picks. And so he was showing me, he's like, yeah, this is, he has like the uh, picture of the prosthetics of the actual uh, Joker. That's just like laying around. So I was able to see, okay, well they, they cut this area off to, for flashing and this is supposed to be like that. So I started doing it more like how they did it in the movie and my, my, my latest ones that I did, I think I've done like maybe four different sculpts already. Mm-hmm. So my this is my last and final one. And this one's probably like the most accurate one I've, I've had. So it's been an evolving process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It started off really, I think, kind of bad at first. Mm-hmm. But uh, from, from there, it just kept getting better and better. And then from now, I'm like really, truly happy on how, it's, how it looks, how it lays on my face and how it moves with my face. So it's like really close to the to the movie, I think. No, it, it it's always looked good to me, but again, I've never held a Thanks. photo up to it. Uh, <laughs> do you? Uh, so so now that you're happy with it, can you can you basically just uh, you know uh, have you you made a mold so you can basically just make new ones yeah. whenever you need to? Yeah, and I used a different type of mold because before um, I was using stone molds, mm-hmm. and with that you would um, when I make the prosthetics, I make them out of foam latex, and so it's uh, a type of process which you have to like. Um, dehydrate the molds which which means you have to put them in the oven for about 
12 to 14 hours mm -hmm. and and before you start uh using it so with uh, the heat and cold heat and cold you know just getting hot and cold hot and cold and it's gets stressed out and it starts developing cracks mm. so that's why i always either have to keep um re-sculpting them and molding them because they'll crack or something like that and so um the last one they did crack and i was like well I started making research, I find looking around some research on some other maybe materials. I was like, well, maybe I could just use fiberglass or do something. And I came across some other material that's a, a type of a, um, a type of a resin. And uh, so I, I went with that one. And this one so far, it's uh, gonna it's gonna be probably like the it's probably the best material I've used. But it cuts down on my time. I don't have to use, do the um, the dehydration process anymore. Mm -hmm. And I could just just keep popping on um, making prosthetics and have to worry about any any kind of dehydration that was the one downer and started kind of like wearing wearing down on me is weighing the 14 hours mm -hmm. and then above that doing another four to six hours of of process to cook the actual prosthetic mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so uh so now it's my time is cut in half so i'll be able to crank them out even faster now oh that's great uh, and then for the actual makeup, is it just like basic clown white and so on that you, cause that's what I use. Yeah. Um, well the, the stuff that I use is it's, um, the base is, is the stuff called, um, um, uh, well it's, uh, what the heck is it called? It's, um, um, I'm drawing a blank what the heck it's called. Uh, it's, it's basically, it's, it's very dry to the touch. It's not alcohol based. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's uh what the heck is it called i'm drawing a blank sorry about that uh pax is it pax <laughs> thank you yes thank yes. you pax paint yes mm -hmm. so i use pax paint um for the base and then i start adding my my airbrushing to that so i'll airbrush some grays mm -hmm. so that way it won't be so super white and then um also some alcohol paints for for my lips so it won't come off and then um and uh, just some of the greens around my eyebrows and also uh, i have a special well if i do the the version of just the regular um hat not the the um the the museum portion mm -hmm. and the and the mime because i've done the mime before um I, i'll use this uh special wig that i have that's like right to my head it's, it's just it's a um a lace front wig and everything mm -hmm. like that it's just like really nice like human hair nice now, uh, I know with Caesar, uh, they never did his hands, uh, so I never, I, I, my wrists are going to look normal, but that's the show. I'm being accurate. Yeah. Uh, do you do your hands? Uh, no, actually, I have not done my hands yet, just because the gloves are pretty, they cover a lot of it. Mm -hmm. um, but I know, like, if, uh, if, if I, if any time, like, they would actually be more exposed, then I would go ahead and probably color it white. Okay. Okay, no, that's smart. I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't have done that for the the movie. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so there you have. But it. actually, from what I seen in the movie, like I I looked up on closely on one scene, and when the Joker's actually in the museum and he's writing Joker was here, they show a really good um, close up of his hands, and it looks like he's actually wearing like a white glove that kind of goes past his hands, so like like they didn't have to actually paint his wrist or anything like that, because it looks very fabricy for what for what I could tell. Hmm. Well, I guess it makes sense, and that way it, it it doesn't rub off on the shirt or the cuff or anything. Yeah, yeah. and that's what actually what happened in the movie too. If you see that when he actually reveals himself, right on his neck, there's a piece of like little black smudge, yeah. and that's because uh, um, the makeup started rubbing off on the actual coat, so they had to put um, 
some black shoe polish on the collar and the black shoe uh, polish rubbed off onto his neck. Ah. So if you ever notice that one part when he's killing the uh, Grissom, uh, mm-hmm. he, you see that big black smudge running across his neck. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, even the big budget movies have to deal with this stuff, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, that was the best take, so they had to use that one. Sure, sure. Um, so you've been doing this now, what, you said two, three years at various conventions? Doing, doing this Nicholson Joker for about three years, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I was ecstatic to see it how, how have the, the reactions been whenever you've brought him out in public oh the the best one was the first year i ever did it and was it was for WonderCon, mm-hmm. and um it, it the timing was perfect because when i came out i had my goon with me it was the the scene like i said with the um the museum scene where my face is runny mm-hmm. and he had the boom box and we were playing prince yeah yeah so so right when we got we got there um everybody was outside doing the dc photo shoot yeah yeah so um, I was walking in while everybody was outside and the song was blasting and everybody just looked to see who that, what the hell is that? And they see me coming and I'm dancing <laughs> just like how it is in the movie. Yeah. And you just see like just the sea of people just split mm-hmm. and I'm coming up and I get to where all the jokers are at and everybody's right there and, and everybody was just like going nuts. They were just dancing and, and it, that's what's cool. Like everybody just stopped and just was just dancing just dancing dancing with along with me yeah it was great yeah that well it's it's a memorable scene not only for the visual of, of joker but yeah that that party man track that prince put on oh, the soundtrack yeah. yeah um no that's great uh would i always ask people like what has been your best experience doing cosplay it could be any of your costumes would that count for you or do you have another experience like that um i i think just from people uh saying that that they that they get so happy seeing this Joker done and and just like the little kids' reactions is what's always great, you mm-hmm. know. The, the just and people that are that have grown up with the movie just like just they're just so ecstatic. And what actually really makes me happy that I said great, like it makes me feel great is that when people like either they write down as like holy crap, I had to look twice. I thought that was really Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. So just for people to say that is like oh yeah, that's great. You know, I felt like a good accomplishment that. People could look twice because, like, my normal face, I look nothing like Jack Nicholson. But when I when I wear the makeup and everything like that, and people have to double do a double take, that's what it's a really proud proud moment of myself. For sure, you know it's so weird too because like I don't look anything like Cesar Romero, but I get that makeup and the fake mustache on, yeah. and people go, "Whoa, you look just like him!" And I'm like, "The makeup's doing a lot of work here, people. Yeah. You don't <laughs> you don't realize, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah." Yeah, but you're right. It's a, it's a great feeling. So, would you say that kids react just as well to this Joker as as adults? Yeah, um, sometimes they get a little scared, I mm-hmm. guess, because it's it's pretty scary seeing a, a clown. I guess you could say, yeah. like, the, especially with a big smile like mine, that's just permanent. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, lots of reactions. Sometimes they they'll even know it sometimes, and I'm like, oh wow, that's really cool. They'll, they'll say usually, like, oh, that's the classic Joker, or that's the old school Joker. Mm-hmm. They'll never really say it's like sometimes some of them will say, oh, that's the Jack Nicholson Joker, you know, but um, all in all, they, they, they know that it's the older Joker and they're familiar with it and they get pretty excited by it. That's neat. That's neat. Yeah, it's uh, it's strange because like, you know, I don't think the Heath Leather Joker has quite that same appeal to, you know, like, let's say the under 10s. And, yeah, um, but I know that when I'm when I do the Caesar Joker, yeah, I think the color palette and the fact that he's kind of the more Ronald McDonald of the mm-hmm. Jokers. Uh, yeah, a lot of kids get get 
into it. Like whether they want to get, oh, Joker, I'm going to get you, or they just go, oh, they just they're just excited because it looks like a bright clown, you know? Right. Um, I don't think I've had many kids like really scared. I mean, not that you really should be by Caesar, <laughs> but uh, it's it's been interesting. It's been interesting to kind of get the reaction um, versus other characters, certainly without that kind of makeup. Yeah, I used to get a lot of scary reactions with as the Ledger Joker then, and then my Jack. Like I, I, I have to do a double take. Like really, you're kind of scared of the Jack Nicholson compared to the Ledger, because uh-huh. like a lot of people, like because the Ledger one is it's really hard to look. You know, you have like these scars and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and the makeup looks really, you know, like men- menacing. You know, mm-hmm. compared to the Jack Nicholson Joker, which is more, you know, nice. You know, it's nothing really nice or, or disgusting to it. It's just mm-hmm. a big smile. I think maybe that's maybe freaks out people. Just a permanent smile, maybe. Mm, yeah, I don't know. It is a little unsettling, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, tell tell me about like the, your friends who do like the goon. Like, because I always remember the goon because I had the action figure and you know, yeah, with the with the Joker jacket. Like, did you help with that or did your friends do that on their own? Yeah, actually, um, I I actually put the the first time like that was also an involvement that evolved the, the jacket the first time was there was just a regular bomber jacket and i had i found the patches that just put them right on there and um and they're basically anybody who wanted to do it for me that day or wh- whatever it was never really a set person mm-hmm. and then um i started talking to a friend of mine um and he's like dude he goes anytime you need a goon i'll do it and i'll be there for you i was like well if you're gonna be a designated goon then i'm gonna make you a, a movie accurate uh jacket mm-hmm so uh, he was into it, and I was all right. So I got everything all together. I found this um, from from help from another uh, cosplayer of mine. Um, I guess he's he's out in um, in Australia, so he got a lot of this stuff from there in Australia. So he, he forwarded me a lot of the information, and I got um, a custom made jacket that's just like how it is in the movie. I had to send him reference pics, and um, so that's a, a purple leather style like a one of the old style bomber jackets but not like the poofy bomber jackets mm-hmm. uh is one of those and then um and then i um got the the reference of the patch and sized it up to the right size how it is like in the movie um and i ended up making that myself by um getting just like that that uh like those type of patches that you iron on mm-hmm. so i ironed that onto an actual piece of canvas like art canvas and cut that around and then made that into like the patch material and got that sewn onto my leather jacket. And then I ordered, um, cause from finding out in the movie, it looks like on the arms, there's uh, there's the little Joker cards. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed is that some of them had one, two or three. And, and I noticed Bob had like about four or five. So I was like, okay, well Bob is his number one guy. So he's going to have the most cards. So now I, now I know that those cards are, determining rank <laughs> <laughs> so i was like you know what? i'm just gonna do a three card because that, that looks actually pretty good so i did a three card on, on one of the arms mm-hmm. nice so, nice the, the things that you miss when you watch the movie mm. exactly yeah i'm just a sucker for detail so yeah, I, yeah. I try to get as much detail as possible mm-hmm. no that's great is, is the boom box accurate too um close enough the the first boom box wasn't it was something that looked pretty 80s mm-hmm. and i wanted something that i could put my ipod into so sure. i found one that is like an 81 and, and throw my ipod into it but uh later on i found one that's uh the same type of brand that they use in the movie but um they they added some new stuff now so they you do it bluetooth and um and in the movie i believe in the speaker cover area they're they're chromed and this one is not chromed mm-hmm. i guess uh, um 
those were discontinued, so I couldn't get them no more. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just go with the next best thing mm-hmm. and get that one. So it was, it's pretty damn accurate. It just it doesn't have the cassettes on there. It's just <laughs> it's all dumb play Bluetooth now. Uh, wait, so are you saying this is like a this is actually like a new boombox you can get? Yeah, that just hooks up to. Oh wow. Yeah, huh. it's a new boombox with the retro uh, feel to it. It has it looks all like an '80s mm-hmm. uh, boombox, and it just has uh, has either. You could connect it through your auxiliary cord, mm-hmm. or you could put a USB into it, and or um, do it by Bluetooth. Well, that's what the Joker would do today, anyway, right? So <laughs> technology, technology. <laughs> no, that's 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 terrific. Yeah, I always I always remember those jackets. I was like, huh. And you know, it's you know, what's weird is I remember being a kid, uh, probably around ninety. And I want, of course, I wanted to be Batman for Halloween because of the movie. Oh yeah, same here. Um, and I know there was like a deluxe rubber costume around at the time, but I, I couldn't I, get my hands on that. I think I remember those. Yeah, <laughs> I think it came out right around the time as uh, Batman Returns. That um, sounds right. Some of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I remember being at a costume store, and I think I settled on being Superman again or something that year. And mm-hmm. uh, but I saw they had a deluxe like three hundred dollar, and of course for nineteen ninety three hundred dollars like oh my god three hundred dollars right. for a costume, and they did have a Nicholson Joker costume that you could oh, wow. you could rent for you know the weekend, and I remember uh, for a little bit I was trying to scheme how just because it looked so good you know mm-hmm. I didn't see costumes that looked that good usually it was just your Ben Cooper in a bag stuff right uh, so I was trying to scheme how I could. How I could be the, even though I didn't really want to be the Joker, I would much rather be a superhero. But because it looks so great, I'm like, I wonder if I could. And yeah, my parents shot me down. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't happening. Yeah, yeah not for three hundred bucks, buddy. <laughs> no way, no way, no, no. But I always remember that was like one of the first times I spotted like a really quality costume that was sort of, kind of technically quasi in reach, you know? Yeah. Um, it probably would have been a bit too big too. I'll bet it was meant for adults. I can't believe they would have made that for twelve and thirteen year old kids. But, um, but yeah, no, wasn't going to cut it. Um, so I often like to ask, going back to what, what was your uh, first costume for Halloween? Oof, so when I was little. Yeah. Holy crap! Uh, I remember seeing old pictures, and my dad actually dressed me up like a hobo. A hobo. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Easy. So yeah. So I think that's probably one of my first ones that for what I can remember. Yeah, it's a pretty funny pick. I I shared that a couple of times, I think, on, on my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I notice a lot of superheroes in my in my childhood cost I shouldn't say cosplay, costumes, really. I mean we didn't call it cosplay back then. Um so I you know, I've asked your your best experience in costume. What uh, conversely has been your it doesn't have to be like tra- traumatic but worst like mishap experience in costume? Um I think just when some people um uh during social media they'll they'll post some hateful things sometimes. Really? They yeah, they they'll say, "Oh man, that's a fat joker." Oh man. Yeah, and what? I'm like, oh, "Well, okay, well, I'm all, well, Jack Nicholson wasn't that skinny of a joker anyways." Yeah. You know, so I was like, okay, well, you know, um, I'll I'll talk, I I'll usually write back, and I'll tell them that I was like, well, Jack Nicholson wasn't that skinny, and they're just being dicks about it. Sometimes, you know, they're just trying to, you know, those internet bullies or sure, sure, you know, they they think they're big and tough, but be sitting behind a keyboard, but you know, tell them, tell me that straight to my face and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, right. No way. Yeah, armchair critics are the worst, but uh, oh yeah, especially. But, yeah, I think that's probably the worst thing that's happened. I was just thinking, like, you know, because your Joker's so awesome, you don't see it that often anyway, and if you're a fan of that movie or the character, you'd think you would just be like, oh, that's cool. Like, who wants to right. rain on the parade? It's, like, weird. Yeah, huh. Some people are unhappy with themselves. 
Well, that's that's very true. It's very true. Um, in any of your costumes, I always ask, have you ever been commonly misidentified for another character? <laughs> that's a funny one that you've asked that one. Uh, yeah, actually, my mime joker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, people say, oh, nice penguin. Like, what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, just because I have a top hat, I guess. But I'm not, I tell them all. Rewatch the movie, you know, it's, 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 it is one little tiny scene and it's yeah. very obscure, but you know, like, I don't think the penguin has green hair and uh little red lips, yeah. you know, Weird. I can understand maybe the white makeup ish, I guess. And it's, yeah, of course it's, I'm wearing black and white because in the, in the, the scene, mm-hmm. he has a black tailcoat and the black and white checkered pants and uh, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. the top hat. So I could see, yeah, but if you're a fan of the movie, you know, you know, that's the mime scene where he's when he comes out and throws a feather. <laughs> well, right. I mean, you I'm sure it, I found it very eye opening when you do certain characters and so, some have a universal appeal and some, as you say, some people know the character you're doing. But you can tell the people that you're a fan. You're a fan of this version of right. the character uh, versus like, yeah, like you get the character, but you don't get the angle i'm at here you don't quite understand right. like the last time i did caesar i had the surfboard and i had a, well, a lot of people oh, loved nice. it there's a lot of people that were like what's up with the surfboard yeah i don't get the surfboard <laughs> thing and i'm just like i got i got tired of explaining it i'm like uh, yeah you know joker wants to surf today what can i tell you like i yeah. gotta go or they even called mine as a uh, a hybrid between the joker and the penguin with that one for the mine weird yeah joker hybrid that i've seen before and yeah. they've they even wrote it in articles too which is kind of disappointing that those type of people that are you know the the media style yeah, would, yeah. wouldn't really know you know not do the research no kidding that's that's a bummer but but when you do this joker i'm sure you run into the same thing you know exactly the the age group that you run into that oh, oh yeah you're the, you're the fan you know you you and i we're right here on the same yep. level and then i'm sure there are some kids that know because they were brought up by their parents and oh, then, yeah. and then as you say then there's the people that they know you're the joker but they're like ah but what what's up with the yeah the smiley face or the yeah. you know the bouffant hat or whatever exactly and mm. you know it's it's not like it's not really well known either because hot toys has came out with two of their the figures of jack nicholson like that okay know, that helps they have yeah. the the mime and the the ones that are really just like regular hat and mm-hmm. regular makeup hmm hmm um so, uh, so since you've done a lot of these uh, conventions, what has been your favorite costuming event or con? Um, funny you should ask on that one. It's actually one that I don't dress up to. Mm-hmm. It's actually it's uh, Monster Palooza. Oh yeah? yeah, yeah, I love going to Monster Palooza. Mm-hmm. Are, are you That's... a big? I assume you're a big horror guy then, or? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a huge horror fan. Plus, it's it's um, it's very um towards the special effects stuff so mm-hmm. i see a lot of my friends there already that I'm, I'm friends with and in the community so i do a lot of networking there so that's what's great and i don't have to worry about getting up super early to get my makeup on and doing all this other stuff i just go and i have a great time and i'm i'm there bullshitting with all my friends mm-hmm. you know and and making new contacts and and furthering my uh my work, my workload, you know, working with some other people, doing some some movies. I, I've met some some directors and I've worked with them before uh, at Monster Palooza. Oh, that's great, man. Yeah, I, I like Monster Palooza a lot. I haven't been in a little while, but uh, yeah, I, I was there helping to uh, promote um, Juliet Landau's Undead documentary uh, a oh, year or two awesome. ago. Yeah, and 
uh before that i was just i was just getting in with friends or something just checking it out i remember seeing like the aliens uh actors there i think a couple yeah. years ago and uh the last time i went i really wanted to dress as kolchak the night stalker um but i wasn't sure how many people would get it <laughs> uh, but it was that was my little wink in an eye because I, I don't i'm not the kind of guy to put on like a giant monster costume uh, uh unless it's doctor who related which is kind of strange but beyond doctor who stuff i would i would probably not do that so um, I thought, well, that's my way of kind of being more of a quote hero at a <laughs> at a horror <laughs> convention. Uh, but that's cool. Uh, yeah, I um I, I always really like San Diego and, and WonderCon, and I've actually yep. uh, I didn't care as much for WonderCon this year in LA. I thought that was a little yeah weird off. Um, but but it's fe- back in Anaheim this year. Great, or next year coming up, so great, two thousand seventeen. I, I think it uh, it it feels a lot better there than it does. Yeah, in LA. it's more comfortable. I think. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it, it, alley just gets too crowded, yeah. and it's 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 a pain in the ass to find parking, mm-hmm. and you know, and it's expensive. They they like to hike up the prices even more for yeah. parking there. They they get you by the balls. Yeah, <laughs> sad but true. Sad but true. Mm-hmm. Um, so hold these. Okay. Um, so let let's dive into Leatherface. Yeah. Uh, so how how that come together? Um, I, that was actually something that I've always wanted to do is with my own rendition of Leatherface and plus something I could also maybe, um, sell on the side to making, making masks for other people. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Hey, you know, um, I'm going to tackle this Leatherface and it, um, and so I decided just, you know, I have my life cast and I started sculpting the, 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 the actual mask portion and, uh, and I finished it, and then I got great responses off of it. Like a lot of people like the the look of that style of Leatherface. Even I had a chance to meet uh, Gunnar Hansen, the the original um, the original Leatherface from the from the seventies, mm-hmm. and uh, I was dressed like the, like my own Leatherface, and he was really impressed by it. And he says, "You you'll make a great Leatherface," and I was floored by that. I was like, "Great, that's awesome." There you go. I think that belongs in the pantheon of best experiences in a costume. Oh hell yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when he wrote it down on, on the autograph that he gave me, I was like, "Oh, that's there forever." And now he's passed away, but uh, yeah, but uh, it's a memory that's locked up in the head sure, forever. Sure, sure. Uh, so yeah, I was thinking, there's been so many different versions of Leatherface. You just you just kind of would you like cherry pick, take the best of everything, and yeah, like I, I mixed a little bit of the remake to with the original, and then added my own little things here and there to mm-hmm. it. Now, when you're doing that kind of thing, do you you don't have like a real chainsaw, right? Well, it is. It's just it's uh, the one that I use is doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, but and previous times before when it used to work, I I, I would crank it up. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> to keep it safe, you just made sure you had distance on people, or uh... no, no, just take off the chain. Okay. Yeah, it's just basically just noise. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what scares the people is the noise, not really knowing if there's a ch- actual chain on there. Right. Right. All right. That's cool. Is there is so did that take a lot of effort on the costume or did you just like find stuff at the goodwill and you know beat it to crap you know that's exactly what I did find stuff at the goodwill <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think I had an apron from before because I used to like doing the Leatherface before but never got a chance to actually make an awesome mask mm-hmm. I the first mask I ever made of a Leatherface was actually out of a chamois oh wow okay yeah and just piece things here and there and it looked all right sure sure right. but um but this was a hell of a lot better because it's you know more durable and it's you know actually sculpted and painted and everything and it looks i think it looks really cool mm-hmm. but um but yeah i definitely just i gotta 
an apron and made made some blood, threw some blood on there, and and then the same thing with the shirts. I'll just roll up the sleeves and throw a little blood here and there, and and that's it. Hmm. Well, so that part was easy. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that's that's one thing what I like doing a lot because it's it's very uh, it's a lot less uh, tedious than three hours of my own makeup of doing the Joker. Mm-hmm. All I have to do is just put on the mask and boom, and I'm out. <laughs> and it's easier for me to go eat too. So if I want to go eat somewhere and just take off the mask, and I'm I'm okay. Sure, sure. Oh God, I didn't even. Uh, yeah, you're right. When I'm Caesar, I have to be very careful to eat. So you're probably yeah. the same way as, as Nick. Or do you do you eat well when you're Nicholson Joker? I I usually tend to like eat after the con is over because mm-hmm. i i get i get a lot of pictures mm-hmm. um when, I, when i'm just walking around so um especially with a lot of the facial expressions that i'm making i'm mm-hmm. doing really wide smiles yeah, so yeah um if i'm gonna eat i would have to you know open my mouth pretty wide and i don't want any of the prosthetics to start kind of like coming apart even though it's it is since it is foam latex it's very forgiving it's very stretchable but you'll still get that time where right at the edge you'll start coming apart and, mm-hmm. and I don't bring any stuff to, to do touch-ups. So mm-hmm. I'll just refrain from eating. I'll usually just drink water throughout the whole day until so I'm, I'm just done. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go eat and I'll just eat after the con's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. How, how long can you uh, stand it then as a joker if you're not eating? Well, um, I usually try to eat a big breakfast before I start my, my makeup. So that would hold me over, but um, I'll usually start my day around six or seven o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and I'll finish my makeup uh, close to about maybe ten a.m. Mm-hmm. And also I'll get to the con like close to eleven, unless if I'm I'm staying nearby, mm-hmm. and I'm there from I would say from then eleven to five or six whenever the con closes cool. without having food. Yeah, yeah, I- it's water. <laughs> it's like you're like a camel I've, I've been there oh my god yeah wow and you know what you're, you're so pumped with like adrenaline and you're there you know with with having a good time you don't even really think about food yeah yeah i'm just more more than anything i'm just thinking more about water mm-hmm. so I, i'll just keep hydrating myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i i assume you're you you have a goon or someone around you that kind of helps to to watch out for you too right yeah sometimes um it's Usually the only times when I have a goon is when I do the um, the the museum scene, mm-hmm. but lots of times it's just people, me myself. But I'm actually hanging out with with my buddy that does the um, the '89 Batman. Nice. So it's usually him and I will will be walking around together. Mm-hmm. Very yeah, my cool. buddy, uh, my buddy Nazim. He's he. I met him the first time I ever did Jack Nicholson Joker, and uh, it was at WonderCon, and we became good friends after that. And so mm-hmm. now we're like, hey, this. Uh, Let's get together and we'll do this con together. So every time we'll, there's a con, it's usually him and I together. Has this brought you further into uh, any uh, bat communities in terms of like other people that do the the eighties, nineties Batman or or any type of Batman? Uh, mostly just people that have been fans. Like I, I became really good friends, like I said before, with Sean Reeves because he's a huge Batman fan. Mm-hmm. So and he's also he does all the cowls, so he's a fit, special effects makeup artist too. You know, he does all the the awesome stuff, and so um him and I just started talking and just became really close friends after that. And so, um, there's people here and there that I've, I became really closer and to the community with like the, the cosplay community mm-hmm. been really supportive and, and, and I try to support them as much as possible as that they support me too. Sure. Sure. Now you, you talk about trying to get things as accurate as you can with the Joker. I know I'm the same yeah. way. Uh, if you spot something, I always think this is interesting. If you spot something, in the reference material that is clearly a mistake 
like they screwed up something on a stitch or you know there's a weird smudge here or something do you replicate the mistake because that's on screen or do you correct it because it looks better um i guess it's kind of hard to say um i would usually try to uh i guess the best one you could say would be for the ledger joker because that one has a lot of things in there with with the actual nicholson joker it's it's pretty straightforward Mm -hmm. you know there's it's it's a very nicely detailed thing the only thing i've ever noticed before was actually when i went to the warner brothers lot it had three buttons instead of two mm-hmm. from what i seen earlier so uh, that's one thing I, I don't know if that was something that warner brother did you know as something that wasn't originally and they just threw on a, a purple tail coat that wasn't movie accurate mm. but uh, i noticed that i was like why does this one have three buttons but in the movie he has two mm-hmm. so that's the one thing uh, um i noticed and, and i kept it as two buttons like how it is in the movie mm-hmm. but with the ledger joker like i know i noticed that like on his vest there's a missing button so I'll, i would rip off that button too to be more movie accurate mm-hmm. and same thing like i would have the the same type of knife that he would use to i actually molded i found the real knife i molded it so it could be safe um and made it into like a rubber um tip end and stuff like that so mm-hmm. um yeah just things like here and there even to like the the scars i tried to find as much reference as i can and get the right angles of the scars and and thickness and everything like that mm-hmm now, when you're doing um, either Joker, uh, do you find well, clearly you get into character in terms of like the body motion and the posing, and that I mean that to me is almost a given. Um, oh yeah. But do you try to do also like the voice and do lines from the movie? I I try to do lines sometimes from the movies. Um, the only hard part is that it's Jack Nicholson basically playing the Joker, so I would have to try to do a Jack Nicholson impression, which right. I can't. I think I have never really just tried. I I usually. Usually what I'll just try to do is um, I'll just do his mannerisms like mm-hmm. he does in the movie and do little quotes here and there and and uh, just stuff like that. You know, not as much as talking because I never really thought of myself as being a Jack Nicholson impersonator. Mm-hmm. impersonator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that and it's weird how uh, it, I mean, if you're selling it visually enough, people kind of don't care. But yeah. there are definitely the people where if you can't deliver the full kit and caboodle, you can't do the voice that you can almost right. see the disappointment on their faces, you know? Right. Yeah. It, at least with Ledger, that one had an actual character voice. Mm-hmm. So you're able to do like, oh, I had a little quirkiness. Yeah, yeah. You know, stuff here and there. And, you know, same thing with the Romero. He's like, he's very over the top laugh, you know, mm-hmm. how you do it. And uh, I guess with the Jack Nicholson Joker, what's funny is that people say that when I laugh, I laugh just like him in, in the movie. So naturally, if I laugh, I'm going to sound like him in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess I got lucky on that side. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, and I think if you're if you're just selling a, a good, quote, Joker, if you're not terribly specific, people, I think, are still generally happy. Uh, uh, you know, but it, it all depends. Like, because, yeah, I, I think the laugh is one thing, but trying to do... Uh, cer- certain line readings the same way is, is tricky. It depends on, on yeah. what you're doing, of course. But yeah, I guess the, the best ones to do are like that actually have that voice would be the, like the Mark Hamill style Joker, and yeah. Yeah. and also you know like I said like the Ledger because that one's like you know the, that voice was made for that. And mm-hmm. same thing now with Leto, he's kind of has that Ledger uh, sound to him. Mm-hmm. So I'll find out one day. I don't know. Eh, don't rush it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not running to see it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what, um, what, what's been the most challenging costume you've put together? Was it the Joker or was it something else? Um, 
yeah i think just because i've i've nitpicked a lot of the stuff i try to get as mm-hmm. as perfect to the movie as possible mm-hmm. so i would say yeah jack nixon joker is something that i've always tried to have room for improvement on mm-hmm. and even to the even to the cane i i got that as i got that custom made to as close as it is to the movie mm-hmm. it, would you say you've probably poured the most amount of uh money into that uh, hands down hands down yeah <laughs> I, I get it. I trust me, man. I get it. I've got so many costumes where you either yeah you go crazy with the research, and maybe you you pretty much nail it enough where you don't have to go back. Or but usually you cost uh, in time doing that. Oh, or yeah. or yeah, it's just constant upgrades because you find better material, you find a better way to do something. You I don't know. You get better reference material, and you catch something yep. you missed last time. It's oh man. Yeah, the only thing I think that's still original from the first time I bought it from that costume was the the tailcoat. And the orange uh, shirt underneath—that's the only thing that stayed same from anything else. Hmm. And the shoes—that's the only thing—and and the gloves. Okay, well, that's that's a few things. That's yeah, just like one thing. So the most most of the things that's that's changed has been the pants and mm-hmm. the vest. Those are the two things that have changed the most out of everything. Um. So with all the conventions you've been to, uh, have you have you ever competed in any of the masquerades, or do you just haul cosplay? No, I never really des- decided to go do any of that kind of uh, masquerade um, ball stuff. I just go and just go out and have a good time and walk around. I what I I think what I really like enjoying is walking around where the vendors are at and bumping the music because then they look up and they smile and they're like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Mm-hmm. I don't see anybody doing that, so. To give those vendors, because you know they probably get bored just sitting sure, down there, so sure. so give them a little bit of that eye candy here and having a good time, and want them to take the picture with me too. It's it's, it's also really cool that, nice. that they would want to do that. Nice, but uh, but being up on stage and trying to win this for money, it's I'm not I'm not in it for the money and that kind of recognition. I'm just I just honestly did this Jack Nixon because I was like, hey, nobody's done it. I want to do it for fun, mm-hmm. and I did it. Yeah, no, it's yes, and and thank you again for doing it. It's um, yeah, it, it's great to see those characters, that version of the character out there. Um, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, I can just see it just from the movie. Like, there's so much stick there. There's so much character, and as you say, with the party man and dancing around and all that. So you know, I mean, the, the Joker in general, you can always amp it up. But oh yeah, I feel like even more so if you look at what Nicholson was doing, he clearly was having a ball, just being kind of crazy in yep. that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Kylo Ren, let's talk Kylo Ren. How did that come about? Uh, well, that came about um, my friend John uh, was actually have he came to me and he wanted to know if I wanted to be a part of this uh, organization called Kids Can Cosplay, mm-hmm. and they usually do it every December. And uh, it's a, just an organization, and they give uh, presents to kids that are in need of um, uh, to low income families and stuff like that, and and just basically hang out with a bunch of different cosplayers from different uh, eras. Like they'll have um, uh, Power Rangers, they'll have DC group, they'll have the Marvel group, and they'll have, for instance, like the Star Wars group. So that's how I got into it with them. And um, the, he originally wanted me to be the Joker, but I was like, I don't want to do the Joker just because it's three hours of makeup, and then I'll probably be there for only a couple hours, and then I have to take everything off. It's just more of a pain in the ass. To do that, mm-hmm. um, and and it's a lot of money out of material that I have to use. So I was mm-hmm. like, "I'm like, well, is there anything else?" And he's like, "Well, um, we have a Star Wars group." And I was like, "Well, I've always wanted to do a Star Wars cosplay. So what what is it that you have openings for?" And I saw 
there, there was Kylo Ren. I was like, you know what? That sounds like fun. The movie is just about to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, I love doing bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was like, hey, why not? You know, let me tackle this and and see where it goes. And I did it, and I got some pretty good responses off of it too. Like uh, a lot of people liked the the material that I used, and uh, I bought the helmet was something that was bought too. So a lot of the stuff wasn't really I did by hand. The only thing I actually made by hand um that i sculpted was the belt buckle mm-hmm. um everything else we um actually my mom helped me out uh sewing because i don't sew like i said before mm-hmm. so she helped me out with the doing the patterns and and uh, did the sewing portions she, she, she did the, the hard part <laughs> uh so yeah was there because I, I i love star wars too but i've never really dove into star wars cosplay but i know that yeah. there's dedicated groups obviously that do oh this yeah thing. uh so was there already a lot of information out there about the kylo ren costume or were you kind of having yeah. to discover it actually i got pretty lucky i went to the star wars celebration in april before mm-hmm. that december came about so um they had the whole force awakens um uh like a museum in the in the top area so um when i went up there i saw that they had the actual costume of kylo ren and before i even decided to wanted to do this i was taking pictures of it like crazy and so I got lucky enough that I had reference pictures from the front and back of it. And also Google had some too from the other people that took pictures from there. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was able to piece everything together. And um, and some other friends of mine, too, that are a part of the KSB community say, hey, there's this group uh, page on Facebook called Knights of Ren. Um, if you have any questions or they're posting up stuff that where you could get different things here and there. Uh, just go in there and and ask the questions or or just look in the feed and sure enough that helped me out with some of the things here and there but my stuff isn't like movie accurate but it looks good so um i was still happy with it okay. so uh well, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was cool uh so what do you do for the lightsaber is there already a, a toy or a replica out there for that or yeah um i had actually i used two lightsabers now for that one mm-hmm. um the first one is the 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 um the replica one, which is like the um the black series, I guess they call it. It's uh mm-hmm. the for the force effects lightsabers. So um that one's like the closest you could probably get to like the real thing. Mm-hmm. So I ended up buying that one, then that's what I ended up using. And then later on, I was like, well, I don't want to be carrying this lightsaber all all around with you know fully extended and lights up. It's heavy. I was like, I don't want something that I could just holster. And uh, so I ended up um buying just a regular toy one. Mm-hmm. And um and you know, those things are toys, so they're assembled and they just do a crappy paint job on it. So right. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take off the little plastic uh, blades on it and I'm going to paint it. And I ended up painting it and doing all this cool weathering to it. And it, and it looks really good and it comes out really good in the picture. So I ended up just connecting that to my, my belt and I'm able to just walk around and not have to worry about holding the lightsaber all day. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I can totally see that. I imagine, because uh, I remember seeing a lot of Kylo Ren's at um, Silicon Valley uh, Comic-Con. Okay. And uh, it was interesting, because, I mean, it was great to see that there was all this love for Star Wars, but it was interesting to see the different levels of skill that clearly were going into all these different Kylo oh, yeah. Ren's. You know, some clearly were just kind of almost out of a bag, and there were others where you could tell they, like, put some real effort into, like, just the, the robes and the texture of the fabric oh, yeah. and all that, you know? Oh yeah, people get into it. Like they're they're talking about like you you have to use this type of uh, wax on it to get this type of shine. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, they, they just that that whole website the the Knights of Ren just gives you a whole breakdown of everything where you can use. Mm-hmm. 
even to the material i guess you have to buy it overseas it's called a basket weave style and, and so, but people are dropping tons of money and that was something i was like you know what i, I did this for fun i'm not gonna go deeply into it i don't want to be if i will first approved mm, yeah, yeah so um i was like this is looks good in pictures i'm happy with it um and this will be fine so I, i'm i'm still happy with it can can you uh talk well in that helmet i mean clearly you're not doing like the adam driver thing but you know what i'm right. saying like well that's funny you said because the uh, the mask i bought was the the black series helmet mm-hmm. um and that one had a built-in like a voice changer mm-hmm. but that thing is crappy sure sure it was really bad so what i ended up doing is taking out everything out of there the speakers and all the electronics and that would made it even better because it made the helmet even lighter so mm-hmm. i was able to wear it more and 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 before i used to start pushing down on my nose and it was i was miserable so it it truly put me to the dark side because i was pissed <laughs> off on that <laughs> so I, what i ended up doing is taking off all that crap and then um i found a um i guess what people they use like it's like the microphone that goes around the ear to to their mouth and they use it for like presentations and it has like a little speaker Mm-hmm. that connects to like the belt buckle or anything like that and mm-hmm. it's just like a little headphone jack so i ended up buying that for that and i just put it around my ear and put the helmet on and then get the mic as close as possible to my mouth and um, i hide the wire down into into my or my tunic area i guess what you call it mm-hmm. and clip the the little speaker on to my my belt onto my pants and so i'm able to talk and it's just it's coming out that speaker huh yeah, it's pretty cool. And then I and I try to make my voice a little bit deeper, how mm-hmm. his is in the in the movie, and kind of just make that sound. And and it comes out pretty pretty well. Is it so? It's is it just like an amplifier? It's not really changing your voice, really. No, it's not a voice changer. Yeah, it's just basically an amplifier. Huh. And and what's cool, it kind of has that that tone how it is in the movie, kind of like that, uh, like a hallway mm-hmm. sounding, like you're you're talking like with your mouth kind of over your yeah your hand over your mouth type of style yeah yeah yeah. so, so huh. it sounds cool i just just try to make my voice a little deeper than his i might have to oh, it is. pick your brain on this again i've been wanting to do that for my cyberman but it's difficult to get things into the helmet and then also hide it on the like a stormtrooper hide it yeah. on the body somewhere so you're not with some big clunky you know speaker somewhere um so basically i just don't usually talk <laughs> when, <laughs> when i'm in that which can still be pretty imposing but but still um so, uh, so is that so? Kylo Ren is something you mainly do, as you say, for, for like charity. You don't tend to do that as much at conventions. Yeah, I did it um, at first uh, for a couple times in a convention. I, I want to say I did it one time for a Long Beach convention, mm-hmm. and then I did it also for a anime convention. Those are the only time, two times I did it for a, a con. Mm-hmm. And would you would you say that that Kyle, because of the Force Awakens being such a big deal lately, that the costume is better or just as well received as the Joker? Um, I think it's just it's. I got a couple of compliments. I, I you get tend to get lost more in the crowd with this one because there was more people that started doing the Kylo Ren's, and sure. so it was like, oh, just a dime a dozen. <laughs> it's another Kylo Ren, yeah. whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, uh. Let's talk Spaceballs. How did that come together? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was, well, I always wanted to do Dark Helmet. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I had a friend of mine, uh, Bernie Bigman. Uh, he's the one that did Dark Helmet and he does a fantastic job oh, on yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen him. He's so, great. Yeah, he does it magnificent. So I was like, 
you know, I do these special effects makeup. How funny would it be to do the whole thing that's odd? You know, nobody really thought of it. Everybody thinks, oh, let's do Dark Helmet. Let's do um, uh, Lone Barf. Star. Yeah, Barf. Yeah, Lone mm-hmm. Star. And, you know, and then I have a friend, too, that did Dark Matrix, too. But uh, nobody's ever really thought about, hey, let's do the chest burster. I thought it would have been funny just have it coming out of my chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the little top hat and the little cane on yeah, it. Yeah, yep. And then, uh, and then I'll have the shirt that says "Baseball's the cosplay," just like how that running joke in the movie. <laughs> so I got that shirt and says "Baseball's the cosplay." I made it, and uh, I made the little guy. Um, the uh, I have the my special effect company's Phantom Zone Effects, and I have a sculptor. So I was like, "Hey, you're really good at doing these really small sculptures. You want to sculpt this for me?" I started off already, and so he. He ended up finishing it off for me, and I just molded it, and I cast it, and painted it, and and connected it to my body. Mm-hmm. So um, it was a working, uh, it was a collaboration between myself and, and my sculptor, and uh, so I did that. And then I was like, you know, what'd be even more funny is that if this guy sang the song <laughs> like in the movie, right, right. So I found the song and um, I recorded it onto my iPhone. And uh, and I use the same thing as it did for my Kylo Ren, that little speaker, and I just connected it to my my uh, to my my belt and uh, connected the, the headphone jack to it. And I'll just be walking around, and I was like, okay, this looks like a good time to do it. And I start playing the song, and it's loud. People just stop, and they turn, and they look, and then the song "Hello, my baby, hello, my darling" comes on, and they just look and they just start cracking up. Mm-hmm. So that's like one of my favorite things. It's like when they seen people look at it and just start laughing at it. And and do you, do you act like you're in like you're in mid chest burst? Like ah. Yeah, like if somebody <laughs> wants my picture, I, what I'll do is I put my hands to my my chest burster and I kind of like do like a little like yelling like ah. <laughs> or I'll, and then what one time I did and I keep forgetting it though. But the the first time I ever did it, I actually had um in my hand a uh, a bottle of Pepto Bismol. <laughs> 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 even better that's right yeah. so I, I try to do as much funny stuff as i could in the, to like pertain to the movie oh that's that's fantastic yeah man did and so so you're basically just and i'm guessing spaceball didn't go complete on recreating the alien chest burster so i'm guessing they, it's like their version aside from the top end, yeah yeah it's their own version and what's funny is that you could tell that it's a joke because it looks like a dick <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that's so funny. What's funny? So everybody looks at my my chest burster and like, it looks like a dick. I'm like, well, yeah, it's because it's Mel Brooks film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look at the movie; they weren't being accurate. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Which is yeah, because my first thought would be, oh, you just look at alien reference material. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, no, that's how they trick you. Yep. Um, but that that's that's really cool. That, I'm sure you get a lot of great response with that. Oh yeah, I have a lot of people that love it. I I love it too because it's such a comfortable cosplay. I'm sure. in regular clothing, mm-hmm. and all I have is this guy coming out of my chest, and right. I have the song playing. So it's it's funny. I love it, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially when the music plays. People are just dying laughing. Oh yeah, no, I can. I I'm like oh, I I, I got to see this. This is great because I've seen that Spaceballs group and they're fantastic. But oh yeah, they're great. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what what is on your docket? What it, what other costumes are you planning to put together? Um, so far, right now, I don't think I have anything into mind. Right now, I'm just more focused on doing my special effects work. Right now, into mm-hmm. some movies. Um, right now, as I'm working in October, so it's like a really busy month for me doing sure. all this horror stuff. But um, 
maybe later on if something comes up, um, I'll probably ta- try to tackle something, especially that has to do maybe with makeup because I love doing stuff with makeup. So, okay, we'll see what happens. Well, um, I, I have two general questions, and then we'll get into you know the uh, where, where people can find you online and all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, what do you feel is the most important thing you've learned in uh, cosplay? What I've learned is, uh, let's see, uh, just be yourself. Honestly, I think just if you don't, just not being afraid of doing something and what people are gonna say or. Do it. if you want to do it, just do it. I think it's just uh, the best thing to do. It's like just jump right in. Mm-hmm. That's probably what I learned is like with the Jack Nicholson is like, hey, I want to do this. Let's jump right in mm-hmm. and do it and see what happens. Words to live by. Uh, and then if different, because you could probably that could be the same answer actually. Uh, mm-hmm. What um, advice would you give to someone starting out in cosplay? Um, don't be afraid to start off small. If they, you know, like don't try to tackle something big. If you want to start off, just do something a little easier and then you can just always room for improvement to keep adding on. Yep. I, I say this a lot cause you're right. There's a lot of people that want to be perfect first time out of the gate and yeah. it stops them from doing anything. Yep. It, mm-hmm. Don't, don't try to bite off too much too. you know, like if you want to do character and you don't know how to do go about it, and or you don't know how to do something it's okay to buy the costume you love the character go ahead and start start from there you know get a feel for what it is and then you start meeting other people that maybe could help you and put you in the right direction totally totally uh so tell me a bit about your company uh yeah um i uh, it's myself and my friend ivan he's actually was uh, we had a band together, and then we started doing special effects makeup together also. So um, it's myself, Ivan, and also my friend Daniel. Um, we have our own companies, which is called Phantom Zone EFX. Um, we do anything from um, props to maquettes, um, uh, prosthetics. Um, we've done movies. We've done a lot of things like that here and there. Even to, I'm uh, actually right now working with uh, another friend of mine to do um, the new Necromonicon book from the Evil Dead movie. Ooh. So we're going to be selling those. Nifty. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. It's, it's it's a tedious work, but right now it's because I'm trying to get all the little fine details, and that's myself kicking myself in the ass because I love detail. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to make it as awesome as possible but um i know there's a couple of people waiting uh to to get it done and stuff like that but i think if if they wait a little longer they're gonna get a really happy product awesome or should i say groovy yeah um, <laughs> uh where, where can people find your company online uh you can find us on facebook mm-hmm. um it's under phantom zone efx mm-hmm. and then you can find myself on my um my latino joker page mm-hmm. on facebook and on instagram is latino underscore joker latino underscore joker all right i will put the links up um well uh i think we're done do you have any final thoughts uh no actually that's i think that's pretty good all right well carlos thank you so much for being on thank you and we'll be back next week with more costume talk here on costume station zero <laughs> Thank you.